G'day, folks. It is the coach here. It is two months since I last recorded live. I was just saying to my guest, the well, I was going to the mayor, the mayor Matt Turrell. You've probably seen him on the channel. We talked OBR. We've done Night Haunt. Um, we've done plenty of shows. But I was just saying to Matt that uh, because of AOS three, I haven't live streamed in like two months. So um, it's pretty crazy. And I thought, what a what a what a good start is with Soulblight, given that um, I was meant to do a preview video like on, on Soulblight. And like as I'm going through the book, and I'm sure you were the same, Matt, going through this battle tome in second edition, I'm like, there's so many things here that don't make sense. I'm looking yeah. at things like Blood Knights. I'm looking at all these things. I'm like, like re-rolling, you know, re-rolling ones for your deathless. I'm like, so what? Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> and you had even so your white your white king, like it was re-roll ones to hit. And everyone's like, he's trash. That why would you want that? <laughs> it was super, it was super weird. And um, I decided not to record that preview video because it was on the cusp of AOS 3. And I'm like, I'm just gonna hold and wait till this 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 AOS 3 comes out and look at it with fresh eyes. And rereading the book in third edition, I'm like, this is a really good book. I'm actually really excited to talk about Grave Lords. And I guess the introduction here is G'day, we are talking all things Soul Black Grave Lords. Um, in this video, we're not going to be doing a deep dive. So this is not a traditional video you've seen in the past where we would, you know, go really deep into a book and talk about the things. It's literally what, just over a month since that edition dropped. Yeah. So I want to hear from Matt. I want to hear from Matt how he's looked at this book in the first couple of weeks, his first couple of games, and just get that general experience on how he's found it in third edition. And in subsequent months and, and you know, however long third edition lasts, we'll come back and we'll revisit this. And we might deep dive into Legion of Night. We'll deep dive into the other, um, I'm not, what, do you, what do you call them? They're um, dynasties. We'll look at individual dynasties, but I just want to hear Matt's high level overview of how he's seeing Soul Blight right now. And it's nice to see everyone in the chat. G'day, hello, welcome. But for anyone who doesn't know the mayor, the mayor of Dubbo himself, he's taken some time off, not <laughs> kissing, not kissing babies and cutting ribbons because of COVID. Matt, give give the internet a bit of an introduction for anyone who doesn't know who you are. Yeah, hey guys. Um, yeah, Matt the Mayor Tyrrell. Um, yeah, been around on the scene for a while now, so it's uh, most people know who I am. But yeah, I won the Australian Masters a year and a half ago or whatever, current um, reigning master still because we haven't had a chance to fix that. Um but, yeah, apart from that, it's you know, just been getting around the traps. It, I haven't been able to get to many tournaments because of COVID, and um, I've got three three young girls, so it's it's always hard to get away from home for a bit. Um, so, yeah, no, it's that, that's pretty much me in a nutshell, man, just uh, getting around, doing my thing, get, playing plenty of TTS. But we um but you are a long time death player. I know when we've played in the past, we've played in Legion of Night. Um I know you've played Night Haunt as well and you and you've got a YouTube channel and you talk a lot about Night Haunt. So while yeah. you we have we're all still learning Age of Sigma 3 and we all still are getting into the meat and potatoes of what this book is all about. Um you do have a lot of death experience and I think you know for me as I was looking at the rules again and I'm like you got some really cool stuff. You got up for anyone who doesn't know second edition into third edition, you got some really cool changes with your grave sites. You got yes. a whole bunch of war scroll rewrites. You got uh like when I was looking at the changes, I, I generally I'm like tick, 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 tick. Mm. This is a really good upgrade. How did you find Soul Blight coming from Legions of Nagash? Because there might be some people here who are doing that jump with you. 
Yep. Um, so me personally, I was, I was a little bit shocked at the start, uh, mainly because I, I ran mostly death rattle and the, the things that I was running a lot of, uh, for damage output was like my unit of 40 skeletons. Um, you know, they had three attacks each if they were over 30 and then the new book drops and you can only really take them or your maximum is 30. Uh, and they're just, they're not, they've got one attack each and you're just looking at it, you're like, oh, this profile's trash. But then you play a game with 30 skeletons and they just, they don't die. You, with the new addition, the being, you give them plus one save, so they're a four up save. You let your opponent attack first, it doesn't matter. If they can't do th get through 30 wounds with a four up save, you just roll your four ups. For every, so with skeletons, every dice, uh, every model that dies, you roll a dice on a four up, they come back in combat. So... If you let your opponent attack first, you, you can bring them back. And if they've got Van Hell's cast on them from the Necromancer, they uh, they 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 can do it again. So that was a big shock because going from you know, and the same with the White King, he was he'd give plus one attack aura, but now it's it's reroll ones to hit. So there was a few things. Black Knights were another one. They were one of my big uh, in our game. I've played against you in real life before a tournament, and my Black Knights unit of fifteen of those. They used to just they used to slap real hard. <laughs> they, they they did a lot of damage, and then in this edition, they look almost almost trash. Uh, I won't say they tra are trash, but so stuff like that. But then all these new stuff come out. The new Blood Knight, uh, the models are amazing. Uh, these the Luca Vok, Luca that lady, Levi. yeah, <laughs> whatever she is. She's uh you either love her or hate her. Uh, the 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 model itself. Um, but yeah, the, the rules, uh, the updates to the rules are great. The, the grave sites, I think when most people saw the changes to grave sites, uh, there was a lot of hate about it. They, they reckon they're trash and this and that. And when I first saw them, I thought, actually, this is really good. You don't need a hero near them anymore to bring a unit out. Uh, at the end of, so they've, I don't know if you read the FAQ, Coach, but the FAQ now states that, instead of rolling at the end of your Battleshock phase, it's every Battleshock phase. So yes. every Battleshock phase you can roll to bring back a unit that's been slain. And and that's just, that is really good. Like, if you're bringing back, if you've had 30 skeletons die, you bring back 15 in the in the, in your opponent's backfield through a, through a gravesite at the end of their turn, and then in your turn you're moving them four inches and charging into combat again. It's uh, stuff like, even Graveguard, like, you bring them back 10 of those or 15 of those that, into a back line it's, it's it's a good thing so all in all even, i think even even the t even the timing you used to bring back your models in the hero phase but now you're yeah. doing it you know in the battle shock so um and, I, and i'm conscious that there are new people picking up this book and i guess we're talking a little bit about what the transition is like from legions of nagash to soul black grave lords and i think for me overall it is a very very good update you lost some units but in my opinion it was always going to happen ever yeah. since, um, you know, like when Legions of Nagash came out, um, there was no Nighthawk. Well, there was no Nighthawk Battle Tome, and yes. there was no such thing as Ossiarch Bone Reapers. So it kind of made sense that Arcan the Black, because he's in, in Ossiarch Bone Reapers, moved out and took his Morgast with him. Um, yep. It made sense to split out the, 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 the Nighthawk. And I remember, you know, back in the day when this book, book very first came out, um, there was a lot of really negative experience or a little a lot of bad stuff happening with Legions, and it got a nerf 
because of yeah. the uh, the the night haunt stuff and Grimgast yeah. Reapers and you yeah. know it's nice yeah. to kind of cut them out. You did lose a few other things like your your black coach kind of. I, yeah. I, I was surprised we lost the black coach. Yeah, yeah, I was too. Yeah, and and even like losing spirit host because they've been they've been a staple of of death armies you know from the very beginning almost spirit hosts um and then yeah we've lost those but we don't need them like <laughs> yeah mo most of the really stuff don't. made sense it, it was it was the black coach that surprised me because there is a vampire at the back i thought oh yeah. you might keep it uh it might be a good way to sell those models but no but overall i think, it, I think it's the fact that it's a car race driving it i think that's that's the main the main thing that they've done now it's because <laughs> that reason but in saying that, even in the Nighthorn book, it's not a Khan Wraith driving it. So, yeah. No, no. But look, it's, it's, uh, I'm really excited to talk to you about this. This is really a first look. And, you know, um, grave sites, but just to answer Lord Virus, um, grave sites are not a terrain piece. Uh, is, you put them anywhere. It is, it's, but, it, but it's not even a thing. It's just a point yeah. on the battlefield. It's, yeah. you know, if you put a marker, if you put like a clear token marker, or if you put down a wonderful uh, converted grave site using you know tombstones and you know the the sigmarite mausoleum um that's great but it's nothing it's just a point yeah. on the battlefield so it's not a terrain piece you can't smash it to rubble you can't um you can't do anything like that no it's just a dot a dot on the field um and as anzo said as well zombies holy shite did zombies <laughs> get a get a glow up um but you know, like it's not just like it's not just zombies. They got um, skeletons got to glow up, graveyard got to glow up. Um, I felt a little bit bad for the old dire wolves. I thought the dire wolves having to go up to a minimum battle size of ten. Yeah. With the coherency rules, makes it tough. Yep. Um, but otherwise, you know, blood knights are great. Um, love the new fell bats. Um, the new white king on steed is just takes me back to warhammer fantasy days with that glorious model um yeah <laughs> what is the best faction and why is it is it vicross is it vicross v v v v i think it is right, vicross well, yeah well we'll we'll, we'll see what matt day says about it and uh D <laughs> one d critical says that it's uh, all right we're getting we're getting faction wars right now but <laughs> But overall, Matt, you found this. This is a uh, you've enjoyed this book. You found it um, yeah. fits well in Age of Sigma three. You uh, oh, well, it, it's, time. It's, just... it's the first book that's written for AOS three, isn't it? Like it's and there's no other books out yet written purely for it. So uh, I, I think it, it it's in a really good spot right now. Uh, the only the only issue I have is maybe in 12 18 months time it might end up being a legions of nagash book where it's fallen right behind but right right now as it is it's um it's definitely right up there with the the top tier armies uh it's it has so many ways of build as you were talking before it's this is a cities of sigma type book it's you know we the, as big as death is because they've split out the night haunt and the, the obr faction it this book's not as big as far as units go, but with all the different uh, lineages and that, there's so many different builds. Like I, I've only I've I've played probably 15, 20 games with the book already, but look, I've only scratched the surface, and I'm sort of just sticking with what I've made at the moment. But looking at the book, you, you could really just deep dive into so many different lists, and all the lists actually work. It's not like 
I guess it's not like a, a Nurgle book where everyone just takes Blight Kings and that's that's the one build. Like this this book is there's so many different builds that, and they all work. Um, they obviously they're not all this going to work as good as each other, but they're they're all very very well up there. So. Yeah, and, and that's why today's episode is more just an overview as opposed to a deep dive, yeah. because you're right. I, I think one of the differences that I found between Legions and this is that Legions, it didn't really matter which Legion you were in. You could almost you could almost take the exact same list and transport you it could. between Knight and Blood and yeah. and um, Nagash's, uh, what was, it? What was Nagash's? Yeah, the Grand Host. The Grand, Grand Host. Host. Like you could literally yeah. take the same list. And, and, and I, I did that. <laughs> Uh, my my list I played you. I, I was running in Legion of Blood, then I was running it in in Grand Host, Legion of Night. You, you, as you say, literally you could run it in anyone. But now my, minor with, tweaks. It was minor. Yeah, yeah. All it was was you got a different, you know, a different command trait or a different artifact. Really, was all the difference was. No, that's great. No, no, you're right. And, and I think now it's it's really taken list building to another level because you do get some new ideas um, and it actually does not force you, but it does reward you for, for taking certain builds. And I think yes. um, when we get into one of your builds, um, we'll, we'll start to see how it kind of all comes together. But um, what have you learned so far by playing Legion, uh, Soul Blight, like Legion of the Dash? <laughs> Don't say it. <laughs> the chat needs to ping me. The chat needs to ping me. Stop that. Um, it's, I'm going to break that habit. Soul Blight. So with your Soul Blight, like, what have you learned so far playing with them? Because you've played in TTS. You know, we've played some real guide yeah. games. Like, what what have you picked up so far? Uh, they, they pump out the damage. Um, they, they, you can... You can kill just about anything with this army. It's it, and it also has the staying power as well. It's it's got a bit of everything. The only I think its biggest weakness right now is probably uh, your your shooty heavy armies like you know maybe like Zinch at the moment. We'll, I don't want to talk too much about other armies, but Zinch at the moment just it it counters everything. Like going up against Zinch is a really hard task. But apart from that, like. I just don't want you to pass that moment. Is it, <laughs> or is it because of the magic dominance and magic dominance? So they're they're stopping your important spells, uh, like just clogging up the board with bodies of pinks and 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 they're summoning. They've got summoning. You know, if they're casting cogs, every every hero can cast two spell, an extra spell, and then because they're casting so many spells, they can then just summon free units onto the board every turn. Uh, like, a, and I think one or two of their heroes can summon a, a hero, a, a unit of pinks. So it's just like their first turn, they've got a whole almost a thousand points army just on the board in front of, in front of them that they're like, here, deal with this. We haven't, you know, it's it's a really hard thing to deal with. And then they got such good shooting with, you know, their their horrors and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, and then you've got yeah, you put RK on Kairos Bellicor. It's yeah. just it's it's hard because Bellacor he shuts down your important heroes. Uh, Archeon he's hard to kill. Uh, I I think a unit of twenty Graveguard fully buffed will kill Archeon, but it, it's it's a struggle. It's trying to get them into him. 
I want to call out this comment here from Lord Virus because one thing that I've noticed in Age of Sigma Third Edition is Hero Hammer is back. Um, yeah. I, I played Warhammer Fantasy and I think it was sixth edition or fifth edition or seventh. It was that edition where it was just like all about the heroes. It was about mega powered heroes, and then it kind of went into this. Um, it was all about like maximum hordes. unit sizes and yeah, hordes. Yep. It was about hordes. Yep. And I feel like we're back there because when I look at the meta, you've got, and at the moment, obviously, it's only been four weeks or five weeks, but, you know, Daughters of Cain are running like Marathian Gotrek. A lot of Order Armies are running Gotrek in their in their force. You're getting Archeon running around, Archeon and Bellacore or Bellacore and Archeon or Archeon and um, Kairos. So you're yeah. getting a lot of these points in Mega Heroes. And I want to call it this comment around Nagash because Nagash's points did go up. Um, yep. What, what's your general take on Nagash so far? Uh, if we were reading this book out in AOS 2, I'd say definitely. Uh, now that I've played AOS 3, I think he actually, um, a lot of people probably hate this, but I think he's actually pointed quite well for what he can do. I just think other big heroes like Archeon is way, like Archeon should be the same points as, as Nagash. He should be a thousand point hero. Uh, he's like nearly 200 points cheaper than the gash or whatever it is it, it's ridiculous how cheap he is um so i i think with what nagash can do the fact that he's easily a two-up save with with uh mystic shield uh and then his command ability obviously re-rolling ones to save and then if if you get into combat with him or even shooting he can just pop a command point to give himself another plus one save so he's a He's essentially a one plus save re-rolling ones. Uh, he's got lots of ways of healing. He's, I think for his points and, and with him, what his casts and all that sort of stuff, and he can shut down opponents' magic with his plus three to unbind. I think 970 points, it sounds like a lot, but I think he does a does quite a lot for what for what he's costed look in, in saying that he's not the he's not if you're looking for a, a hero monster that's going to go out there and just wipe out stuff he's not that hero mm. he he's good uh like he he's one trick pony that everyone talks about is he's you can stack eight arcane bolts on him and run into something and just do eight d3 mortal wounds but realistically he's wanting to cast one cast is at least a mystic shield uh another cast is probably one of the faction spells and then another one's probably one of his one or two of his own spells so it's realistically you're probably only casting five arcane bolts and five d3 you might get what for almost seven. a thousand points like you, you're literally paying 50 percent of your army cost in one model yeah. so yeah uh, what we were what we, what we were saying before we went live was that because the board size got a lot smaller it's hard to avoid these big heroes like before you know i could put half of my army or swing my army to one side and it would take a while to get or i could avoid these types of heroes but now archeon nagash marathi you put him in even Gotrek. Gotrek. he's a four inch move model <laughs> it's hard to avoid them it's because yeah. because that game size is so smaller and because even your deployment zones are compressed um yep. you're in combat sooner you're in magic and you've got, sooner you got to deal with redeploy so like even like Gotrek, like he's a four inch move model but you get within nine of him he can move another d6 inches and then in his turn he's moving another four inches then he's charging like it his threat range is a huge threat range now compared to what he used to be, um, and and that's he he's one model I 
I really don't understand Games Workshop when this new edition dropped. Every hero got a points increase and his his points went down like 80 points or something. (laughs) It was was crazy. Let's move away from Gotrek because yeah. it's going to take up the whole show. The fact that, the fact that he's not a, a leader choice and he can go into uh, Hunters of the Heartland and he got a discount and he can steal yeah. Helix as a hero keyword, yep. you're triggering me. So I'm just going to move on. You're going to trigger me because no, I won't I'll, lose, I'll lose the plot. But coming back, you know, the, right now we are in the season of Gur. So the battle pack that most people are playing, because there are two battle packs, you could play the battle pack from the core book what most people will probably play is is the Gurr stuff. So getting things like yeah. the Metamorphosis, getting the two extra battalions, um, getting the additional victory point for killing a hero each each turn. How have you found yeah, playing monster. In monster? Yeah, like, that's what I meant. Yeah, I meant yeah, monster. Yeah, I, I knew what you meant. That's why I fixed it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, how, how have you found the Gurr battle pack? Has that changed anything? Like, obviously, Metamorphosis is such a great spell, especially for anyone who is struggling with monsters. Um, yeah. Like, a, a, a few extra grand strategies too. I think, like, uh, I, like yesterday and the day before, um, going a little bit, another army but playing night haunt and they don't have access to a hero uh, a monster anymore because there's a bit of we don't know if we can take a mongol or not so the fact that you don't have a monster in that army casting that spell is is almost invaluable because a lot of the new battle tactics you need a monster keyword to get bonus points um scoring so yeah it, that that side of that metamorphosis is a great spell I don't think in Soulblight you really need it because you've got access to some really good uh, monsters and heroes such as, you know, Vordre, Vampire Lord on Zombie Dragon, Manfred, all the, the Mortarks. Um, yeah, I don't think that you really need Metamorphosis in the list. Uh, yeah. But I think the... Uh, what's what's the other... Is it the Rally or whatever it is? Is that Gur or not? That's just the general... No, rally. Rally is just a general battle strategy. Yeah, that's um, right. But you, but you do get other things as well. Uh, yeah, just generally, um, there's a couple of other like battle tactics and like getting bonus battle tactics, as you said. Um, and I think one one area that you really take advantage of is the fact that there's is it aggressive expansion where you you get a bonus victory point if three monsters move yes. within three inches or they run. Um, yeah. Often a lot of armies struggle to get to the third, but if you yes. have two, you know, let's say it's it's uh, yeah. you know Neferata and a, a Vampire Lord, you could yeah. cast that Metamorphosis, and you got some decent spell casting to then get that third. Yes, yeah, uh, and that's armies like uh, Sons of Behemoth. Now they're really good because they get all these bonus points for scoring all the time. They just get it. Everything's a monster. Um, but yeah, no, it's Metamorphosis is good. Uh, what's the command? And yes, command and, yes you can, and you can also take um, you also can um, take a mega gargan if you need it. Although um, I don't know if <laughs> I want to. It's like no, it's too many points for what it does for one extra point a turn. And if it counted as if it counted as five towards the the objective, or if you got some type of rule, yeah, that'd be great. Um, well, they get plus five. All monsters get plus five now. Yeah, but sorry, sorry. What I meant by five, yeah. is, you know, it's not counting yeah, as like the, the, mega, the megas do. Yeah, yeah, like suns, which is twenty. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Um, man, people are jumping the gun. Like it's, <laughs> it's good. It's good. Well, I'll, I'll ask you, and then we'll get to list. Manfred, I think I, I was going to say I know the answer. Why? Why is Man, why is Manfred in your opinion? Because Eldon agrees, but why? Why is um 
why is the many many uh the, the best hero why is he our best hero uh yeah. to be honest with you i he's been my favorite hero not lore wise it's i don't anyone crap on about the law i only worry about the gaming side of it he's been my favorite uh gaming side of things hero for a long time uh he even before in legions and nagash he had probably arguably one of the best um command abilities in the game just giving that especially when you had graveguard hitting on threes wounding on threes black knights were the same re-rolling ones to hit and wound was really good uh now he's his command ability now is just it's really good, but it's it's a lot more limited now that it's a holy within command range, whereas before it was a 15-inch bubble. You only had to have one model in range of it. So he was a really good support hero before, uh, but now you sort of you can get him up the board, use his aura, and then if he gets charged, so the start of the charge, uh, combat phase, he can just teleport out of combat. So if Archeon charges into him, Normally, he'd probably just wipe him off the board. Now, he can just go, oh, see you later, and he just buggers off and <laughs> lands somewhere else on the board. Um, I've got to admit, like, I was running Manfred when he was 440 points in Legions, and yep, everyone thought same. I was an idiot, and they probably still <laughs> think I'm an idiot. Uh, but it's funny watching everyone jump onto Manfred now, and I'm getting comments yep. like this, like, why is Manfred the best hero? Uh, and if you don't like Manfred, you uh, don't like Age of Sigma. Because if it wasn't for Manfred, you wouldn't have Age of Sigma. Uh, but what other what other units do you think really stand out for you in in third edition? Um, I've got a couple. I've got a couple, but I'd love to hear from you. And then obviously we'll go to a list in a minute. We'll we'll put so we'll units, on your list. as in yeah, like yeah, like we'll just like other choices, right? So we know Manfred's great. Yeah. But as a Soul Blight player, which are some of the other ones that you probably want to include into your list? Oh, look, I think. I think you can't really leave home without Graveguard. I think they're the heavy hitter in the army that you need. Um, yes, they're slow. They're four-inch move, but as we just discussed, movement's not a big issue anymore. And the fact we've got grave sites, you can just chuck them in a grave site, pull them out anywhere on the board nine inches away. Uh, and when I've been, without going off topic too much again, with when I've been building my list, I've been trying to do a... Um, the one drop deployment so get my list down as low as possible to to potentially take to turn two so my opponents moved up the board uh and then i can obviously get a charge or if my opponent doesn't move up the board i can come out of the grave site nine away possibly get that nine inch charge if i fail i might get the double turn where then they they're moving up four they get their auto six charge because of their banner uh so you can't fail that charge so they, unless they redeploy obviously but uh it's I think Graveguard are a, a, a necessity. I think Manfred, you pretty much got to have him in your list if you want to be a a combat heavy army, like where you want to do a lot of damage. He is he's the the model you have to have because making everything plus one to hit and wound in that bubble is just is just too good to pass up. Uh, and the good thing about what we probably haven't mentioned yet either with AOS three is the fact you have so much access to command points now. Um, and that's what really hurt, like that. And that's what was hurting Legions and the Gash, right at the end of AOS two. Is just you just didn't have the command points to to play that book properly. Whereas now it's you can just willy nilly throw out like, and it doesn't you don't it doesn't matter if you use up all your command points because you know you're getting more next turn. Like whereas beforehand playing the old book, it, it was just like, oh, do I want to spend this command point to get plus one attack on these skeletons because 
I need that command point next turn to bring back a unit of skeletons or what, you know, like you always had that in the back of your mind. You had to really, command points was a, a big part of the game. Now it's, it just and seems like now they've, you don't need them really. Like it's and the almost pointless. Used, and the regeneration used to be off the back of the general. So if you were smart yes. or had yep. the ability to kill the general, then you couldn't use, was it Undying Legion or whatever, whatever the rule is? You couldn't bring back a unit, a dead model. You couldn't bring back a dead unit, yeah, at all. Correct, correct. But now, yeah. but now that's kind of changed, I think. Um, but, yeah, to your point as well, like, yeah, AOS 3 has so many different command abilities, uh, a lot of different ways to spend your command points. Um, you don't yeah. have to keep them in your reserve like you used to. And I think one of the things that I always found frustrating as a death player during when I, when I used to play uh, Legions of Nagash is uh, bravery debuff lists, you know, ways to try to reduce your opponent's bravery because they could just throw out inspiring presence like it was, you know, yeah. cash in a strip club. Um, it, it became a, an unviable strategy. You know, there was no point getting yeah. those minus ones, minus two to your bravery. But now that yeah. most armies only have one inspiring presence, um, it really does allow you to take advantage of something that is inherent built into death. Yeah, I, I really like, I, I like that. It was a bit hard to get to grips with, and I think probably I reckon 99% of people playing the game would have thought the same, that, oh, shit, I can't stack command. Like, I can't use two command abilities in the one phase anymore. And there's a lot of things that you think to yourself, oh, I can't do this anymore. But it, when you look at it from the reverse side, you're like, oh, this is good because I know my opponent can't do that anymore. They can't stack that, stack that ability, so they can't get plus one attack, and then they can't. And same with the, yeah, as you say, with Inspiring Presence, you, you know, if you hit two two of their units, one of them's going to have to take Battle Shock, and, it, you know, it comes down to your opponent deciding which one they want to keep and which one and they want to roll. And because you've got so many monsters in Legions of Nagat, of oh, the Soul Blight, fuck, uh, because you've got so <laughs> many monsters in Soul Blight, you've got the ability to roar and, and stop them from yeah. using, using a, a, a CP in combat. It doesn't stop them from doing inspiring presence, but no. you can you can stop them from putting up uh, you know attacking or defensive buffs, which you just want to get in and rip in. And yeah, um, and it's even really annoying to uh, <laughs> playing with monsters and you charge into another monster and you both just roar at each other and then you can't get you can't use a, a plus one to save or you know it, 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 that that side of the game can be annoying at times. No, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get Soul Blight Grey Grave Lord stuck in my head. I'm not gonna go, <laughs> I'm not going crazy. But um yeah, like I think I think and I think the other thing as well, I think to to consider is also we kind of talked about it earlier in the show, is just that order sequence. And I, I, I noticed when I was looking at the death units, there's some really interesting mechanics, and we'll talk about this in some of your lists, in yep. in letting your opponent attack you and then you attacking back and then doing some regeneration or um, like yeah. there's some really interesting, you know, movement mechanics and just, just auto act of activation. I like the, uh, I like the new rule with uh starter combat phase. Uh, so stuff like, uh, so when I first looked at the book and I, I seen uh, Manfred and he could teleport at the start of combat and I thought, ah, oh, that's really good. But what if I'm playing against an army that, I'm thinking AOS 2 here. I'm thinking, what if I play against an army that fights at the start of the combat phase? They can still kill him. But then once the, the book comes out, the, the rules, and then the new rule is stuff that happens at the 
nothing fights at the start of the combat phase anymore. So it's it's abilities, so Manfred can actually run away. So the only way to kill him really is with shooting or or charge something next to him and pile into him sort of thing. But yeah, it's 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 interesting how they've changed those the order of activations and I really like how they've done it. Yeah. I think I think overall, like just to kind of put an overarching on this, um, I think there's a lot of great tools that you've got. You know, even things like you know a lot of shooting armies. You know, with with um, uh, unleash hell. You know, you've got yeah. things like the fell bats that now can serve a role in it. You know, you've got some yes. movement shenanigans. You've got summoning shenanigans. You've got some good spell casting. You've kept some of the great stuff from from um, legions and brought it into soulblight, um, and then you built upon it. So I mean, you know, yes, there's some negatives. Yes. Unit yeah. coherencies made things a little bit harder. Actually, I might ask you that in a second, but you know, things like die wolves going up to ten. Um, your uh, keeping coherency with your 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 skellies or your zombies. Um, there's some things that obviously you're going to work around. How have you, how have you found coherency? By the way, with um, does it de does it de incentivize you from taking like blocks of forty? Is it is it um, hard? So the the stupid thing is they haven't actually address the um, coherency issue with 25 mil base models. So you can literally put one line of models all the way across the board still. There's nothing stopping you doing that because you still, you know, one model to the next is less than an inch. So it's it's kind of it's kind of dumb what they've done because all it's really done is hurt stuff on bigger bases. Uh, and so if you're playing stuff with 25 mil bases, really it that hasn't changed uh, the coherency. It doesn't really mean anything anymore. Uh, but it, it's the the bigger stuff like your your blood knights and black knights and that. If you want to take them in bigger units than five, it's it's really annoying because you just you're charging them in and then you're just sitting there watch two models or whatever you you're having to put at the back of that unit to keep coherency just not fired or or you're sitting there fiddling around trying to do your you know, you, you aim one one way, the other the other, like a V shape back and forth to try and zigzag to get each one of them in combat, but still be within an inch of another model. And in in terms of time, that I think that's all it's really done is just add time to the game. I, I don't really know what why they did the coherency. I don't know what what they're trying to address with it. I think what they were trying to address hasn't really helped. Like with the screening, using screens, that you still can do it. Like yeah, it's weird. So is, is it fair to say, if I just summarise, correct me if I'm wrong, so with your 25 mils, you're finding that it hasn't really been an issue um, no. because because coherency, as long as you're not stringing them out too far. Um, yeah, you keep if you're base to base. Base to base, yeah, you're yeah. base to base, you're fine. Yeah. But if you are working with cavalry, so you're, it's probably disincentivizing you from taking a block of 10 to 15 oh, yeah. blood knights or black knights or... Or even or... even people that have like it, it's hurt the armies like uh, like gore grunters that come in units of three. So as soon as you take that that sixth model, if you double the unit, you, you're worried about coherency all the time. Same with uh, Varangard, like if they come in threes as well. So it's yeah, it kind of uh, I, as I say, I just don't know what they tried to address with it. I'm really not sure. So it's a weird one. But right now, it's just a consideration, and I think to what Hayden mm -hmm. said, I, I would 100% agree MSU Cav would be the way to go. And for yeah. me personally, um, because I used to run a lot of Direwolves in my 
my uh, Manfred list. Um, I would not run Direwolves right now because of the coherency with 10. I just, at yeah. the moment, it's just not worth it. I'd rather take Zombies, Graveguard, Skellies, something. Yeah, because it's a pain trying to move them. Like, you're trying to move them and keep them, as you say, it's just you're trying to trying to keep them in coherency. It's not fun. Especially so the... with their big base now. They're, I think they're slightly bigger base, aren't they, the Direwolves? Like a 60 mil long or yeah, something. So, yeah, it might be 60 something. Some of the other units that I noticed that are quite quite popular right now, because I was looking at it and the London Open and Lone Star GT had two, uh, each had a list from Soul Blight in their top 10, if not the top five. I think it was top five in both of them. And yep. some of the things that are most common right now is your, your Skellies, your Death Rattle Skellies, yep. your Zombies, your Necromancer, your Blood Knights, uh, Belladama. Your, your vampire lord are they all are they all things that you're finding popular at the moment or are you i think so and i think you'll find too that those units you've you've rattled off i i reckon both those lists would be quite different to each other too which is another thing i'm finding with this book is you're not seeing like if you're seeing a tournament you're not seeing five lists with the same thing like it like with no. the same build they're, they're all completely different i i, I I can't even say I've seen two lists the same. Even um, in Discord and that talking on the death channels, you, you're not seeing people write the same lists over and over, which is which is really encouraging. I really like the fact that it kind of it shows you that the book's in a good place. Yeah, the Lone Star the Lone Star Open list um, that was top five was a is it Callisti, Callista Dynasty, yeah, um, which was based more around the Blood Knights, and then the the one at London Open was Legion of Night that was more around a big block of Graveguard. And you know, it was a bit of a mixed list that you probably would have seen. It had Nagash as well. So um, bit of yeah. a, I think a bit of a, yeah. So I think I think to what you're, we're going to show in a second, um, your list is very different too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's stop cock-teasing everybody. Let's actually show <laughs> the list and maybe, maybe talk a bit about um, – I want to show your list. Like, let, let's talk about your list and let's talk about like what brought you to this point. So, um, for anyone who might be listening to the podcast, this is is it the Vicross, the Vicross? Vicross, yeah, v Vicross. it's V Y R, yeah, the so the, the R's before the K. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Vicross. People who watch this channel know that my pronunciation is a fantasy. I make it up. It's it's a fantasy world. I just make stuff up. You've taken Price Sorcery as your grand strategy, which is um, one of the new ones for the battle pack. So yeah, I like this. That is yeah, uh, and yeah. then you've taken the Indomitable Triumph. Yeah, mainly yourself. because uh, I'll just quickly say why the the Triumphs now uh for this army in particular are pretty useless um indomitable is the only one really worth taking like one of them that ones gives me plus one to wound which i'm getting that anyway uh and the the other one is i can't even remember because i don't worry about it but indomitable i just took it yeah just in case <laughs> most games i don't use it anyway it's you gotta like you gotta lose a lot of models out of a unit and i've only got units of 20 so it's not a huge one um so yeah, yeah. Continue on. Sorry. So why? 
No, no, I was, I was just going to read it out before you started talking yeah, about yeah, the decision. Yeah. But yes. um, just for anyone who might be listening to this later on the podcast, you can't see the list. So they, they, they're your, like your high-level stuff. You got yourself a White King on the Steed, um, which is the general. It's under the uh, the Pack Alpha command trait with the Amulet of Destiny. That is one of our new artifacts. It's almost like don't leave home without this uh, this um, artifact. You got yourself Manny. Manny has got Soul Harvest. You've got Vordry, which has pinions. You've got Bella Dharma, one of the new models, which has also got the 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 orb Amoth amaranthine. I'm tongue tied already. <laughs> and then you've got the Vampire Lord with pinions as well. Two units of twenty Grave Guard. One unit of twenty uh, zombies. Um, majority of this list, other than Vordry and the Vampire Lord, is in the Battle Regiment. So you've only taken one Core Battalion, um, and that's coming in at 1980 with two reinforcement points. So um, people are already going, where is this person? Where is uh, where is Vordry? Where is the Vampire Lord on Zombie Dragon? Sorry, sorry why, Vam so why Vordry, sorry, and not the Vampire Lord on Zombie Dragon? There's already, like... Everyone's everyone's freaking out. So <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's start with the White King. Um, White King on Steed. He has. If you want to take Grave Guard, you, you want him as your general because they become battle line, and then you're not having to take other stuff that you don't really want there. Um, so his command trait, Pack Alpha, is once per turn you can use a command ability for free. Uh, so. Normally I'm using his reroll ones to hit if he's in range of Graveguard on them or he might use give them plus one to hit or, or you know, that he can use whatever he wants. So it's a it's a really good command trait. It, it just saves that, that command point that could be used elsewhere. Um, and then his artifact, the Amulet of Destiny, the, the universal one, it gives him a five up after save. So he's, a, he's seven wounds now and he's a three up save. Uh, so he's a three up with a five up after save. He's not easy to kill. And then you've got your heroic action, heroic actions to to heal him if you need to. Um, so that that's the reason for. And the reason I've gone with him on Steed is he can he can run up the board and keep in buff range of uh, of the other units and uh, get to where he needs to be. And actually, a few games of of played where uh, what was the the battle plan where the they start in the corners and they move the the objectives move to the center of the board. Device, device, something like no. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So I, I start him in one back corner to hold that objective, and then you can just run him up. You know, run him up to the rest of the army in your first turns. A twelve inch move or whatever he is, plus his his run, so he he can get moving up the board pretty quick. Uh, and then Manfred, we've already discussed him. Why he's in there? He's just he's just too good. He's he, he has a lot of abilities, and if you want to play the army right, you need to uh, you need to learn all your your buffs and abilities that each model can do. Because if you don't remember it all, it can make a huge difference. So, one of his uh, so we've spoken about his command ability giving plus one to hit and wound, wholly within twelve. Yep. Um, that's to everything, not just grave guard or anything. That's everything. Um, and then if he fights in the combat phase. Uh, if he kills something with his sword, he uh, gives plus one attacks to a summonable unit, wholly within 12. So he's obviously going to be wholly within 12 of your grave guard because that's what you want him there for anyway. Uh, so they're getting that. just one? Are you just finding... Normally one, yeah. 
Nah, you'll be you don't want both units in the same spot. Uh, but so he's there supporting them. So he just has to kill one model. He's giving them plus one attack. Um, and then they so they're hitting on twos, wounding on threes with an extra attack already. Just from that one, it doesn't cost you anything. It's just all you have to do is kill a model. Uh, and then he's got he's got access to healing if he kills models. And then he's got that ability if he get, if if he gets charged, he can teleport out of com at the start of the combat phase and land anywhere on the board, uh, which is really good. You can use it to your advantage if you know if you charge him into something. You can teleport out and take an objective, you know, on, in your opponent's backfield, or if you want to do that. But normally, I'm not doing that because I want him for his uh, his aura, his command ability, and that. Yeah, the, um, the aura is fantastic. I'll, I'll, Jan, I'll come to you in a second. I, you've got a really good question about Bella Dharma that we'll bring up at that point. But the other yep. thing I might just call out with Manny as well. Uh, actually, two things about Manny. The first one is that he ignores the first wound or mortal wound in every phase. Phase, which is, yes. Which, that, that's important phase. So it means yes. if he takes a, something in the in the combat phase and he takes something in the shooting phase, he's ignoring one. Um, yep. Obviously, the fact he's a three-up armor save now, he used to be four. Uh, was he four yep. before? Yeah, he was a four. Yep, yep. He can put and now he's got, an extra, he's, got, he's got an extra wound too now. So he's 12 wounds instead of 11. And, and the other thing I was going to call out with Manfred, um, and maybe it's changed, Matt, please tell me, but one thing I, I learned really quickly is that Manfred is not a vampire lord on zombie dragon, so don't charge him into the centre <laughs> of the board and just try to, like, cut sick. Um, yeah. You've really got to play him like his law, which is finding, like, the weak spot, going for the weak spot, supporting. Um, you know, Manfred in the law is a coward. He's someone who will strike only when he's ready. For yeah. me, that's where I got the most value and, and um, using it to, to support the army, not, again, don't use yeah. it as Vordry. He, and he's not terrible. He can actually do quite a lot of damage, uh, especially we'll talk about some other buffs as I go through the heroes that can buff him as well. So he can he can definitely be good. Um, then you've got... Oh, and he, I've got Soul Harvest on him. So if he... I have used this a, a few times in games where I've... I've ran him in and attacked something, and I've, and he's got two or three units around him. Um, and then if I get the double turn, the the soul harvest is so good. If you get that nine plus to cast, it goes off twice, and it hits every unit within three inches. It does D3 mortal wounds. So it, if you get it off twice, it does 2D3 to each unit. Uh, and then every five, you roll a dice for each mortal wound you've done, and every five up, he heals a wound. So... It's just a good way to keep him alive if I if I want to, and it's just another spell that he can do that'll do some damage. Just on this comment as well, it's just come up, and I think it's a good one. Is with with Manfred's armor, um, there is sometimes you can take damage at the end of the round. So I know, for yep. example, Scragrop the Loon King, when he does damage, you take a mortal wound at the end of the battle round. This armor wouldn't protect off that because it's not a phase. The bat end of the round is not a phase. Um, so that that yeah, I don't wouldn't know. work. That wouldn't. I would imagine that's a loophole. So, because um, it's the end, end of the battle round, the battle shock phase, the end of battle shock. No, because it I happens at the end of the turn. It doesn't happen in the battle shock phase. It happens at the end of the turn. So yeah, okay. I think it's one of those technical. Right yeah. now, I would say you wouldn't get it until it's clarified. But um, Manfred is just too too good not to take um and he's just overall a great support hero it's like how i would yeah. use a hurricanum he's just awesome yeah um 
And just quickly, looking at this list for those people who can see it on the screen, uh, the, the thing I like about this list is you've got four really big heavy hitters and four really big threats. So if you're coming up against someone like Bellacore or, or such, they can't just pick one, like your big threat and, and neuter it because it doesn't matter. You've got three others then to, to get up the board. And, and again, if you lose one of these threats, you don't really care. You've still got hard hitters coming in. Um, so that was just, yeah. But then um, on to Prince Vaudre. So the question asked before, why him over a Vampire Lord on Zombie Dragon? Yes, the main reason... Because obviously yeah, he's a sorry. named character. Who, no, just, yep, I just want to call yep. it out because he's not—he's a named character, which means you can't customize yep. it with artifacts. You can't customize it with a command with a command trait. So yep. why? Yeah, why would you go? And, and, he, and he also—he also loses one of the really good Vehicos Dynasty abilities, which is uh, you can uh, Vehicos Dynasty uh, vampires get rerolls to cast. Uh, so you lose that with him as well. But one of the big benefits with him is. The fact he has an extra attack with his lance and he's neg three rend on the charge and four damage. So as we're talking earlier with command abilities and that being you can give plus one a save now, I think neg three rend is a lot better than neg two in, in the current meta. Uh, and so I think just solely for that reason, he is, he's a much better option. Um, and, and the reason, the, one of the other big reasons is I want my my general being my white king. So if I've got a vampire lord on zombie dragon in my list, I can't give him a really good command trait because I don't want him being my general. Um, mm. And the other thing is my artifacts, I kind of want the amulet of destiny just on the white king because, yeah. Look, I, I, personally, I, I like Vordre better. I like his, his shooting ability is really good because it's mortal wounds. It's just... Um, I wouldn't say it's a better shooting attack because it, it, it does miss, whereas the other one, the Vampire Lord on Zombie Dragon, if you're shooting at a bunch of models, it can't miss, like a, a unit of six or more. Uh, but uh, the other good thing about it too is his command ability. So if Manfred's stuck in combat with something and it's my hero phase, Prince Vordre can spend a command point and make Manfred pile in an attack in the combat phase, uh, in the hero phase, sorry. Uh, so, which which is really valuable. Uh, it can then free him up if maybe you might have been stuck in combat with, for example, you're fighting another death army. There was one skeleton left in combat, uh, and then you're stuck in instead of in in previous games where you're stuck until the combat phase. Now you can attack with him and hopefully clear out that screen that's holding him in combat, and then move him up the board further. So that they're, they're probably the main reasons I take Prince Vordre. Over he a vampire can't, he can't do that. To, he can't do that to himself. It's probably no, worth calling no, out. So, he can't, he can't. so you can't. You you got to do it on another. One, it has to be a hero. Two, yep. it has to be on a, a hero that's not himself. So he can't use yes. it on himself. So um, I and, guess with Manfred, go on. No, I just yeah. Just before I forget, the other really big thing that he has now that the vampire lord on zombie dragon lost is the the chalice. Uh, so they mm. took that off the vampire lord on zombie dragon. So. And, Prince and, Vordre, and the Vampire Lord on foot, and the Vampire Lord on yes. foot lost the chalice. He did, yes. So, look, for the extra, I think he's only like 15 points more than a zombie dragon. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I think for the, the, the negligible points difference, I think the extra rend, the extra attack, and then the extra, the better command ability. Because I think the Vampire Lord on zombie dragon lost the command ability. I don't think he has one anymore uh, off the top of my head. 
so the fact that he doesn't have a command ability anymore, I just think for the the, the different minor difference in points, I think Prince Vaudre is the far better option. Um, I'm, I was just setting up because I'm getting a lot of chatter. People, there's a big fandom of um, Radica. People are asking about the wolf, and I want to ask your yep. opinion about Radica and um, your thoughts. Yep. But, um, yeah, I, th I think there's an argument for either side. I think your your rationale makes sense. Um, yep. Obviously, in a Castellai list, it is obviously a lot stronger as well. But um, I think the challenge is, is that where do you where do you find the points for other heroes like Radica or even you know a Necromancer? I notice you don't have a little little old Necromancer supporting your summonable heroes. So so your summonable yep. units. So. Um, yep. So the, oh, let's let or well, let's talk. I'll, I'll just finish with the. I've got the Amethyst opinions on him. So you know you get the plus six inch move, which is pretty valuable to get it. He's wherever you want him to be first turn. Uh, so with Radicar, yeah, I actually had him in this list instead of the Vampire Lord. I had the one on foot, not the. I didn't have the Beast. I had the uh, Radicar. I think it just did Radicar on foot or whatever it is. Uh, the problem is his command ability is really good, but you have to charge with him, and he's really slow. The the guy on foot, he's only a six inch move, and then you, I found I wasn't getting him into combat that turn one. Whereas Vampire Lord on foot, I can fly him up the board, and then I can spend his command point to give my Graveguard an extra attack anyway. Like I just the the, the difference between the two. I, I liked Radicar because when I first read his command ability, I didn't realise I had to charge him in. So I played one or two games where I'd just run him up the board and pop his command ability. It's an 18-inch bubble. Everything was getting plus one attack. And I'm like, this dude's really good for his points. But then I didn't realise I actually had to charge him into combat to actually use it. And the other the other big thing to note, the Vampire Lord on foot, its command ability lasts to your next hero phase. So it's not just that combat phase. So if you if you have your turn, you, you you pop it on your unit, and then your opponent double turns you back or something. That unit you've popped it on has that extra attack for three turns, pretty much three combats. So I just think I think the difference. And the other thing was the Vampire Lord on foot's got a three up save. Radica's got a four up. Radica's got yeah. more wounds. He's I think he's got seven. The Vampire Lord's seven, got five. Yeah. So yeah, look at the vampire heals. The vampire is healing through um the is it the hunger or whatever it is. Um, he can yeah, he's got a killer model. Um, but yeah, look, it, to be honest, I really like Radica. I but I just I, I wouldn't be using his abilities either for anything else. Like I don't have um the dire wolves in this list or anything like that. So his other his commandability in that really wasn't worth it. So how I'll wrap that up is that we're not saying that Radica is rubbish. We're not no. saying so, – so what we're saying, though, in this particular list, it probably doesn't make sense because you've got to then find the points somewhere else. But um, Radica definitely has a lot of value. But no, I think to Matt's point, you've got to charge in to get that command ability. So um, just keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, and then the Necromancer, the reason I haven't got a Necromancer, uh, I was explaining this to Coach beforehand – uh, 20 Graveguard when they're fully buffed with all these buffs, or even not even fully buffed, half the buffs, uh, they don't really need to fight twice. I, I've found most games, whatever I'm charging them into, dies with one round of combat. So having tried to waste a, a, a casting attempt to get that Van Hells on them, I don't think it's worth it. If I had, 
If I had a unit of 30 skeletons in this list, I'd definitely have a vampire, a um, necromancer, sorry, uh, because I think you've got to have it. But And look, I, I'm actually been toying around with changing this list to get rid of the zombies and put some skeletons in and, and possibly drop the vampire lord and take <laughs> a necromancer. But that's all down the track. That's other stuff. Yeah, and, 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 you know, again, this is a first take, right? So as we play tournaments, as the meta kind of settles and we kind of get a good idea of what the world looks like, this list will evolve. It might change yeah. dynasties. You, as you said, you swap things out. You might find that shooting is a crazy meta right now and you're going to need something like your fell bats to handle um, Unleash Hell, right? So um, so I've as got the meta some, evolves, I've got I guess... Some, yeah, yeah. yeah. What yeah. I was going to say, I've got some anti-shooting to stop that Unleash Hell in this... The un in this list, um, which I was going to get on to next with Belladama. Yes, uh, I was going to say, I was, I was wrapping that up before we moved to Belladama. Sorry. Yeah. One, <laughs> one of the comments that came out as well, actually there's two comments really. One, you often see Belladama walking around with Spell Portal. And two, one thing that really surprised me from this particular list that I want your your thoughts, Matt, is that Belladama gets a lot of benefits and boosts when there's a unit of um, direwolves, yet there are no direwolves in the list. So what what was the trade-offs and what was the rationale on why you didn't bring in the direwolves? So the the reason of look, I just didn't have the points for like I'd I'd rather have twenty bodies on an objective with my zombies rather than take ten bodies with the direwolves. Uh, I, agree. I would agree with yep. that. Uh, and then her her spell, obviously, you, if you get it off, you, you're summoning direwolves anyway, so it's not hard to get the spell off and then run because it happens in the hero phase when you you summon them from the spell. Uh, they can then move in the movement phase, so you can just move them back to her anyway, um, and, and be her bodyguard because that's the main reason you have them is to be a bodyguard for her. But the, the other reason is I don't I don't really care if she dies. It's another it's another hero in my army. That's I've got so many different heroes and different buff pieces. I don't really care if I lose any of them, like as in one of them or two of them. And, and I think that's a good way to have your army because if if you've got an army that has one main threat, like say I only had Manfred in this list with a few other heroes that didn't really do much, everyone just targets Manfred and it. it and it's game over. Whereas this yeah. this list, I, I, I've spoke to a few people and they're like, oh, why go a vampire lord? He's only five wounds with a three-up save. I'm like, well, if my opponent wants to waste all their shooting on a vampire lord and kill it, I don't care. It's 140 points of, you know, it gives me one extra attack if, you know, potentially. So the, the, that's the kind of one of the reasons I haven't bothered with the, taking the direwolves is because I'm not too stressed about losing her. In this list, it, um, it goes. It goes back to you having multiple threats. That's yes. really the key. Exactly. Uh, so the the biggest reason I've taken Belladama is the fact that she becomes a general as well in this list. Uh, and the other thing is she she has really good. So she she's a double caster. She gets to reroll her cast attempts. Uh, she's plus one to cast. Uh, she has her. So her spells the. The, we'll talk about the summon direwolf one. So it's 18 inch range. You pick a unit. It takes D3 mortal wounds. Every model that is slain, you get to summon a direwolf in its place. So as I said, if you want to try and get a, a bit of a bodyguard unit, you do that and then you you move them back to her to have a bodyguard in for next turn. But the other really good ability is 
you cast it, say, for example, you're playing against LRL, Techless or something, and you cast this spell, because you get re-rolls and a plus one, you, you can potentially fish for a higher cast attempt because it doesn't say failed cast, it just says re-roll cast rolls. So if, yes. if you roll, say, say for example, you roll a six because you need a seven, she's plus one. So you, you get a seven. You think, well... I'm against Techless. He's probably gonna order. He's gonna get unbound. So you re-roll it and hope for maybe a ten plus or something like that. So, and then it goes off. You summon a direwolf, and it come. And the rule is it comes into within three inches of the unit you've taken a model. So, yeah. say you cast it at a unit of sentinels. Uh, you you kill a sentinel. You put a direwolf there. In your turn, you can move up to them, charge them, and they can't unleash hell because they're already in combat. Uh, yeah. It, it, it's really quite valuable. Uh, it's all, a cool little all, spell. All, although all the all the LRL players right now, like <laughs> the Elf Bro, is is laughing at your <laughs> your your thoughts of being able to cast a spell uh, with a techless there with his auto unbind. Well, um, maybe. Oh, right. Well, let, let's just say. Uh, what an example. Saying? Wrong uh, example. Someone who's someone who's not. Caradron, Caradron Overlords. You, there you go. <laughs> They're not unbinding anything. What I, what I will say, though, is um, things like so one of the extra rules that Age of Sigma 3's brought in is the miscast rule. So should yeah. you roll a double one for a spell cast, then it would obviously, one, do damage to you, and two, stop you from casting with that model, uh, being that Belladama is a double caster, you can yeah. obviously re-roll that as well. So yes. one, you're getting the plus one to cast unbinding and dispelling, but two, you can avoid some of those negative consequences. But uh Thinking that we might uh, defeat LRL in the magic phase <laughs> might need a new might need a new strategy, Matt. Uh, look, it, he has that it order happen. on, but there's plenty of other spells in this list that they probably want to try and stop as well. So it, it's not, you know, it is what it is. But uh, and then her other spell, which is probably the main reason I've taken her in my list, is it's a it's a buff spell and it's a holy within twelve of her uh, in the combat phase. Uh, any Soulblight Gravelord. So this could be Prince Vordray. This could be Manfred. So that's what I was saying before. Manfred can get buffs. This buffs him. This buffs Graveguard. So any six to hit is an extra hit. So you put that on 20 Graveguard that have got, you've given them plus one attack or whatever. There's They've got 60 attacks. Uh, you're hitting on twos. And if you're re-rolling ones or something, whatever it is, they're, they're getting a lot of extra hits out of this spell. Um, and even even Manfred, I played it in a tournament game last week on TTS, and I think I rolled like something like with his sword, I think I rolled three sixes. So he had from his from his four attacks, he ended up getting seven hits. And then um, and then I hit a few extra on his mount. It was the same sort of thing, they exploded. So I think that spell the exploding sixes spell is something I cast from her every turn because I just think it's it's just so damn good. It's it's yeah, it's really good. And obviously, when we get to the grave grave guard in a second, we're going to see where the exploding sixes and all the pluses to hit and to wound from some of the other support hero really kicks into play. But before we get to that, I just want to ask uh, one question from uh, Lawmaster of Sotech, who will be doing the Nighthawk show with me very very soon. Is um, what are your thoughts on some of the other heroes like, um, you know, Luke of I and uh, the Vengorian Lords? Do you have any thoughts around these monstrous vampires? 
Yeah, I, I've looked at them a few times. Um, there is definitely builds that you can build with them, uh, but I feel like you have to build around them. Uh, like you're really wanting to give them artifacts and stuff to uh, like give them the neg one to wound and stuff like that, bubbles. But personally, I just don't think they do. I, if I'm taking a model like that, Mortals are on wound rolls. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and, um, and and that's and that's what we'll get to in the with the uh, with the grave guard is how getting the exploding sixes and additional attacks are going to start getting into mortal territory. But continue, Matt, on your vampire monsters. Um, yeah. So the the kind of the main reason I haven't really delved into them is the fact that they just to me, if I'm taking a big monster like that, I want it to be putting out damage and I just I, I think they lack a bit in the damage department compared to your vampire lords or your on dragon or your prince Fordre. like I just think they I know they're cheaper but I just think they fall down a bit for what they do uh, because yeah I don't know it, it, you've got as I say you've got to build a list around them and I, I just and as we were saying before too this is a book like cities I haven't really pushed my thoughts into that side of it yet uh, and but I have seen people building lists around them, and and it does work. Yeah, I think in the current meta, I think just I know we talk about the meta right now. It's obviously an emerging, settling, you know, very weird meta right now. I think the incentives for having combat monsters um, is, is just too high right now. But when we move out of this battle pack, because we don't know how long we're going to be playing in Gur, it could be six months, it could be twelve months. But whenever this next battle pack comes in. We might find the incentive swings to be more around the um, the Vengorian Lord as opposed to. I think right now, yeah, I'm probably incentivized to take Vordry and the Vampire Lord as opposed to uh, a Vengorian Lord, unless I had a specific build, as you mentioned. Um, yeah, she like she they can yeah they got the Neg one to wound and stuff like that. So they they're probably more of a, a defensive style build. Uh, but yeah, as I said, I just haven't. I just haven't got to that point of building lists. Um, it's a it's a whole different list, I think, if you're taking her. And it goes back to Legions of the Gash was really about grabbing one list and you can jump around pretty easily. I think this one, there is specific incentives and particular builds um, that are stronger in each of the dynasties. But um, yep. to answer to answer Sis's question, um, we're not looking at specifically all of the dynasties and all of the lists. I think it's too early, and we'll keep. And I think to Matt's point, um, in in future episodes of the of the channel, we'll go into particular builds and really double down on Legion of Night and Legion of Blood and things like that. But we've just kind of talked more about holistically what this faction is looking like currently. And if you just joined us, go back to the start. Let's talk Grave, Grave Guard. Grave Guard were decent in the old book. Um, and I think more, more people liked, you know, Van Hell's Dance Macabre with your skellies. Um, zombies yeah. were a bit of a joke in the old book, but yeah. they've got the six inch pile in the zombies. Um, Grave Guard are doing mortal wounds. Um, talk to me about where Grave Guard are coming in because we, we talked before that we told the show and some of the damage you can do from 20 Grave Guard is, it looks unassuming, but. Like, it's like being punched in the face by a heavyweight boxer. Oh, look, uh, point for for their points cost and the amount of models they've got, they probably do the most damage in the game at the moment, um, point for point. Uh, so in, in this list, there's a lot of buffs that can work on them. Um, so as we said, Manfred can give them plus one attack if he's killed something within range of them. Uh, 
he's obviously giving them plus one to hit and wound. So I've, I've, oh, it's it's important to note too for those that don't can't see this. Uh, they're great white blades. They're not the the shields. They're not the sword and shield grave guard. So the great white blades are two damage, and the sword and shield are only one damage. Uh, so these are both the two damage units of twenty. Um, right. So there, there's a big difference there. The 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 main thing the the difference in their hitting and wounding the the shield and sword hit on a on a three instead of a uh, wound on a three instead of a four. Uh, the shield itself is pointless. It gives you plus one to your save, which you get anyway. You, like you you can give your Graveguard plus one save anyway in the combat phase if you really want to, or, or, or cast Mystic Shield on them or something. Uh, so they're both going to be a, a four-up save no matter what. Um, but, yeah, back to the, the buff. So Manfred gives them plus one attack if he's attacked first. It's giving them plus one to hit and wound, so now they're hitting on twos, wounding on threes. Uh, Belladama gives them the exploding sixes if she's in range which she normally is, uh, the Vampire Lord on foot or the White King. So because you can only do yeah, – oh, my God, I hate building Grave. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I built – I've got all my Grave Guard I've had for years and building them with great white blades is a pain in the ass because you've got an arm, a hand, a weapon, and they all got to glue at the same time. And if you try and glue it one at a time, it doesn't work because it's all going to line up. And if you've got fat fingers like me, it's not easy. They are a pain in that. They're like one of the hardest. I think they're the hardest model to build. It's uh, it's the pleasure and pain. It's like if you're going to use Graveguard, <laughs> you've got to go through the pain. But um, yeah, no. Like when I looked at the Graveguard profile, like you know, you're getting the two attacks. You know, it, you, you can go a little bit defensive, but I think the way you've built it so far is very offensive, and especially yeah. with the amount of buffs. And it might be also be worth calling out as well, and people might want to look at the FAQ, just how auras work as well, So, um, and how it means you can issue commands in a hero phase despite getting uh, an ability from an aura. So yeah, um, so you can, always, you can always double down in that. Yeah, and the, the, the last uh, buff that I can give them... This is I've got to choose one or the other. So I've either got the White King buff to reroll ones to hit, or I've got the Vampire Lord buff to give plus one attack. Because both of those now happen in the combat phase. So you've got to pick one or the other. If you've got your Vampire Lord in range, you're giving an extra attack because that's better than reroll ones to hit, quite frankly. Um, so then if you get all those buffs off, let's just say they're all buffed. You've got 20 Grave Guard with uh, four attacks each. So there's 80 attacks. Are they on twenty fives or are they thirty twos? On twenty fives. On twenty five. Oh, okay, so, so it's, so it's so really it's very not hard. That was where I was going to go. Is it's not a, it's not a very hard to get them all into combat. Is no, yeah. no, exactly. You're, you're getting them into combat. Uh, the the only issue is if getting this extra attack, Manfred's had to attack first, so you might lose a couple to uh, being hit first. But just depends. Uh, this is just pure math hammer, but. So they got 80 attacks, hitting on twos, exploding sixes. So that takes out the ones you miss. So you you, you hit 80 times. Uh, wounding on threes, uh, you, you're missing a third of the time. So you, you, you're wounding 60 times. There's there, Every six to wound is a mortal wound in addition. So if you're hitting wounding 60 times, there's 10 mortal wounds in addition to, uh, what did I say, 40 no, 60 saves, sorry. So your opponent takes 60 saves. If they're a four-up save, they go to a five-up. They're failing a, a third of those, uh, which is they 
you're getting 40 go through and because they're double damage that's 80 damage plus the 10 mortal wounds so that's 90 damage on a four up save unit um even on a three up save unit it's it, it's killing that unit <laughs> like i and I, and I do want to call out as well another thing that we've learned very quickly in AOS 3 is how important mortal wounds are because when you look at let's say a blood knight for example and this is just one of many examples a yep. blood knight can be on a, a a two plus armor save um so rend minus one or rend minus two is almost nothing yeah and it's not to say that it isn't it's still got value but being able well, to uh, reduce mortal mortal wounds in addition um just allows you to handle some of these really high armored saved who might have mystic shield who might have a ward save who might have a really high two plus armor save um i think some people are going to really need to start thinking about where they're getting some mortal wounds from to handle these super high armor saves yeah and I think almost in this edition, Neg One Rend is almost pointless uh, because you can, yes, you can't go any more than a plus one save on something, but you can still stack your saves. So if you're if you've got a, a, a Mystic Shield and a plus one save in the combat phase on a unit, Neg One Rend doesn't matter. Yeah, you, you you still it it doesn't do anything. So yeah, the 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 mortal wounds are great. They're a great little bonus, and and sometimes you know. Because you're rolling so many dice, you you can definitely spike that that six to wound, and you know you you you're killing. You could kill big heroes with these guys so easy. Um, the the big so just, just, just 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 to go back to one something. Just I think we might yep. have caught some people off with the maths. Just to remind them, you've got two attacks with your grave guard, getting a plus one attack through the was it Manfred? Manfred. Yeah, if he Manfred. if he attacks with his sword first. Yep. Yep. Yep, and then you're also getting plus ones to hit, plus one to wound from Manfred's bubble. Um, you're then getting exploding sixes, whether it's through Belladama had that as yep. well as Belladama, yeah. Belladama had the exploding sixes, so it means that um, if you roll a six off the back of what there's sixty attacks, you probably get statistics. Or eighty next. attacks there is, yeah. How, how's your how's your eighty? They're four attacks each if you've got Manfred and the Vampire Lord on foot can give him an extra attack. Ah, uh, cool. So you're stacking the double. So you're getting plus one from the Vampire because Manfred, Lord. Because yeah, the, the Manfred. Manfred's the Manfred sword one's not a command ability. It's so they can receive it in addition to a command ability. Yeah. Cool. So and you can obviously do that. Not, you don't have to do that on Graveguard. You could do that on, no. on zombies. You could do that on skellies. And then, you know, you yeah. use Van Hell's Dance Macabre to make them double attack. But um, that's how we're getting up to 80 attacks. And then yes. the sequence yeah. continues. Um, yeah. So, the, look, the, the big gripe people have with them is that they're a four-inch move. But personally, I, I don't think I've played a game where they're not in combat by turn two. It's just four inches in this game is it's not it is it's small but it's not bad uh especially with grave guard uh grave sites you just you just pull them out of a grave site nine inches away so if they're not you can do that turn one so then by turn two you, you're in combat like there's no ifs or buts about it and because you've got prince vaudre and manfred that can move so fast you move them up the board you you use them as your alpha strike and you bring the grave up grave guard up behind them um your opponent charges into Prince Vaudre wanting to kill him. If they kill him, I don't really care because I've got 20 Graveguard coming up behind him to deal with whatever they've thrown at him sort of thing. So the, the, the good thing about having four big threats in your army is, you know, you've, you've got that that risk mitigation of losing something. Um, you don't really care if you lose Vaudre turn one. It, it, you do care, but you don't as well. Like it, it, 
It's not you like know, you, put, you put everything into like you, you haven't put everything into one particular Death Star and you take that yeah. that that key piece out that your army kind of falls apart. And it's probably worth noting as well, folks, that um, there are less objectives on the table as well, which means that um, you don't need nearly as many units to go out and try to claim eight objectives in some of the old yeah. scenarios. So, um, you know, it does allow you to go more heavy handed in less units but stronger units as opposed to oh, i'm going to need 10 here and a screen here and this is going to do this and um that's what i found anyway yeah of course um so that's my grave guard and as i said you don't need all those buffs for them to be good if even if they only get one of the buffs out of all my heroes they're still doing a lot of damage um even without any buffs they're doing 20 grave guard are doing a lot of damage and the reason i'm taking units of 20 as well is the fact that when they do get killed i'm bringing 10 on the board again and a unit of 10 will still do a lot of damage um and still can like if you fully buff 10 of them you still what did i say with i was doing 90 damage or whatever it was yeah, something, with, something that's ridiculous. with that's with 20 so even 10 of them can do half that so you're still doing forty odd damage with ten of them. So, so obviously, then, obviously one one tweak could be if you if you if you were looking at this list and you know you could go thirty thirty grave guard and drop one to ten if you wanted to and have just one absolute monster. I thought about like, that, and the the, potent, the the reason I didn't was I'd like I like the fact that I've got because going thirty if they come back you're only getting five more models, whereas. If you've got two units of 20, if one dies, you've still got 10. If both die, you've still got 10 coming back, whereas if you've only got 10, you've got five come back. If you and, then, I mean. and then you can swing those support heroes to then the other unit of 20 and yes. then just re rinse and repeat. So, yes, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Um, and then and then the final unit was the, the 20 zombies. They're bodies. That's all they are. They're, they're nothing else. They're there for objective. Don't look at me like that. Don't look at me like that. I've played a lot of games with these things, and oh, I'm going to get a lot of hate on this channel, but zombies are trash. <laughs> they really are. They're only six, the sixes to hit are the only time they're good. Um, they Even die the too six easy. The six inch pylons, it's good, but it's not. they're not doing any damage. They just. Even if you give them a lot of buffs, um, so Belladama doesn't can't give them exploding sixes because you've got to choose whether it explodes for an extra hit or if it does the mortal wounds now with the with the new addition. So they're not getting an extra hit from her six because you want to take the mortal wounds, obviously. Um, Manfred does buff them to give them plus one to hit and wound, uh, and he can give them an extra attack. But even still, twenty if twenty zombies uh, is only twenty attacks. Sixes to hit, you're only getting three mortal wounds on average. No, but they're a tar pit because you're also they're coming then, back on a two plus. Like at the at the end of combat, <sighs> assuming you don't lose, they've got to survive. They've got to survive that's combat. I'm, yeah, that's what and I'm saying. Like, a, they, they don't have a save, so it's not hard for anyone to do 20, 20 wounds to a, a unit of zombies. And I think to what Ronnie said, you know, if you were gonna, if you want a viable strategy, you'd probably you need you want to go, go 40. forty. You got yeah. you've got to go forty. I, I yeah. wouldn't write off twenty zombies. I think the two plus, as long as you don't lose it, if you can avoid losing the whole unit um, and getting them coming back on a two plus at the end of combat, you, you're yeah. laughing. But yeah, you're right. as I if say, you, if you they're lose, just here for bodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and even a unit of forty, like I've played 
um, with them and against them. I just find they don't do they're, they're not doing damage. I, and if you want a tar pit, you take skeletons. Skeletons far out tar pit these guys. They they're way better um, for tar pitting. They they've got a save. They got a you can give them a four up save, whereas zombies. At best, or a six-up save. Um, I guess. I, I guess what I'm thinking about is the six-inch pile-in. So hopefully, you can use that to to choose how you get into combat. And obviously, yep. you're not always going to get the choice, but um, you can. Yeah, you can be a tar pit, and yeah, that's in that's certain builds you can get it. Yeah, you can get them to a nine-inch pile-in in certain builds. Um, yeah. Which, but as I say, like it, it sounds really cool and good, but if even if you do pile them in, they're not. They just they just don't get the the mortal wounds out, even with an extra attack. Even forty of them with an extra attack, it's only twelve. That's twelve mortal wounds on average, which is not nothing to scoff at. Um, but then they're not really doing any other damage apart from their mortals. Before we move we move off to the units and we kind of start wrapping this up, I can't not talk about blood knights. Um, great new sculpt. Um, they've had their war scroll has just gotten a big updates, you know, they're doing damage and they can, you know, get out of combat and all this stuff. What's your take on blood knights? How are you thinking about them? Um, um, at first I, I was really amazed at the new war scroll and what they could do. And if you take them in Castellar, they're, they're a little bit better. Um, but I just find their damage output's too swingy. I don't like having to roll D3 damages because I always roll ones too many times and it's really annoying. Um, I was watching I was watching your TTS game and you were doing D6 damage and I think you were rolling ones roll as ones well. All so. the time. Uh, I do it with Prince Vaudre's bloody breath weapon. Every time the D6 damage, it's always a one. Um, but I find that with, uh, with, so with Blood Knights, I, I don't know, and I think a lot of other people I've noticed in the death chat and stuff are finding the same issue, that they're just not performing how they'd like them to or, or how they expect them to. Uh, look, I think a unit of 10 would be amazing to get their retreat move, that D3 mortal wounds, but it's, as we are talking earlier, taking a unit of 10 means coherency and all that other stuff, and... The fact you can't run either when you retreat now, so it, it does kind of get harder to run over a unit as well. Um, so that that ability is really cool, but if they're already in combat, they've probably lost, potentially they've lost one or two models already. So a unit of five, they're down to two or three models. They're, the D3 mortal wound thing doesn't become as good. Um, I think they're all right for a an anvil unit. That, you know, they're hard to kill with a two-up save. But once again, they're only three wounds each. If they get hit with something with good rend or, you know, uh, with mortal wound output, they can get through them. If you build certain builds around them, so if you want to take um, Neferata and cast her spell on them so they ignore rend, um, that's really good. That keeps them alive. Uh, but I just think they just kind of lack the damage especially if they get charged they they just get bogged down in combat if they get charged i know you can retreat them but um i don't know i just i love the models i love the look of them i love their rules i just feel when it actually comes to gameplay with them they can be a bit lacking in certain areas like the damage and I just, yeah, I, I, I'd almost prefer to see their damage profile just a flat two on the charge um, or even a flat three. Would, it's probably too aren't much. They, 
I'm being told that they are. Aren't they a flat two now on the charge, or has that changed? I've just pulled. I've just I've just closed oh, my battle know. tome, so they might they might actually be a flat two. Well, let's well, give sister be. benefit. Let's give <laughs> sister benefit of the doubt. If 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 I'm wrong, we always said D three, but um, well, I think for me, like what when you, while you bring that up, oh, you've got it. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It go. is two. So we got more consistency yeah. there. It is a bit more consistent, but even still, yeah, two damage. Well, they got three attacks each. It's with 15 blood knights it's yeah and no sorry 15 blood knights with five blood knights it's 15 attacks i think you also want to be building a one drop you want to you want to dictate the terms of battle and you want to get that one drop so if i was going to build a, a blood knight you're right you're probably going neferata and you're probably going in to reduce your drops as much as possible because you don't want to be charged turn one and because of the size of the board it's actually there's going to be a lot more armies that can charge you in turn one and you're yeah. putting all your points into these blood knights that you're not going to have the cheap screens. So yeah, that's um, it, and that's the big thing too. Like people are taking two or three units of blood knights. You just don't have bodies on the field, and you can't hold objectives. Um, but it, you can, as I said, you can build around it. You can have Neferata, so they neg one like her neg one to hit bubble. That Luke of Eye thing, so neg one to wound bubble as well. So if you run those two together with blood knights, they're not going to die. Um, but you've got to build around them. Like you really have to build. I don't think. I don't think you can just give a list and just chuck five in and hope for the best. I think you have to build a build around them a bit if you want yeah, the most very, out of them. They're, they're a specialist unit. M much like when I play cities, my demigriffs, you can't just chuck a bunch of demigriffs in and hope for the best. You've got to really find those synergies to build around it to get the points. Otherwise, they're just you're just wasting points that could have gone into bodies, a hero, yeah. something else. But um, this has been really interesting, Matt. I is there anything that you kind of want to close out the show with? Because I guess, you know, again, this is like Cities of Sigma because it's so oh, deep, it's so rich. It is. And there's probably a million, like I've already been looking at all like Best Coast pairings and some of the tournament lists. And this weekend on the time of recording, there is like three or four major tournaments happening this weekend. Um, there's going to be so many more different builds as they start exploring. Oh, People yeah. are going to run... 160 zombies people are going to run a whole bunch of you know different more like triple triple vampire lord on zombie dragon type builds so these they're going to evolve over time but you know is there anything you'd kind of want to share or close out i think for oh, me yeah, i'm look, excited I, yeah I, I look I, I don't think i'm not saying my list is the best list out there i think there's so many different lists um and as i said at the start of the show i i haven't even i can't delve that deep into it like you need you need 12 months to be able to de delve into all the different builds in this army. Um, and I'm that's not saying... That's why this is the first look. This is why it's exactly. a first Exactly. <laughs> and, 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 like, I, I'm, people have made comments. And, and look, every, as I said, the units work, but you have to build around them. Like it, And I just haven't done that yet. And this is just my point of view with my list um, that I've, I'm currently running. But there's definitely other armies lists that you can run and and they will work don't get me wrong blood blood knights are great like they are fantastic they do work but you have to build around them play with them um i think one of the biggest bonuses that we have got is the is the grave sites i think everyone were hating on them at the start because they didn't heal anymore but you know they've got a 12 inch aura now you can't just put you it's important to note that your opponent can't just stand one model on that grave site and block out your nine inch deployment because it's 12 inch deployment now you can still bring 
that's another on. thing is your your buff your buff ranges have gotten bigger the grave site yes. went from what nine to twelve your twelve deathless, yeah. dwell, deathless minion has also gone up gone up although it's wholly within it's still uh, yeah. you know, it's extended and i think matt and i were talking about this offline is one thing that we've noticed in age of sigma 3 because of the board size shrinking those aura ranges you you, you get more of the board it's easier yes. to have those yeah. armies wholly within or we were talking about the demon, the corn demon prince that has like a, you know, Harvia movement. If you sit that in the center of the board, that can take up almost basically, you know, impact everybody. So think about your auras, especially your 12 inches yeah. or your 18 inches. It's very generous in third edition. It is. It's not as small as it used to be. And then with the grave sites now, you can set the four grave sites up. They almost almost take up the whole board if you know what i mean they almost got yeah. an aura on every part of the board with that those those 24 inch bubbles all the way on each each one of them um and yeah i, I just think the change to the grave sites was really good i think it was needed and it, it works really well the fact you can bring back a unit and it doesn't cost you anything you just sort of roll a dice uh you don't need your general alive or anything like that um so even your your army could be wiped and you could still summon on a unit at the end of each turn and and bring it onto objectives and you know like it's you're, you're never out of the game with this army potentially um so no, yeah old 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 legions you kill the general and yeah. you shut down like half the army if you especially if you, if you shut down the general like it screwed you a lot yes and um, you always took you always took um max battle line size uh, max summonable unit sizes you took 40 skeletons so you could bring back 40. you didn't take 10 so you could bring back 10 because that's pointless <laughs> it was now it's the opposite you're like you don't want those big units but you still do as well but yeah you're right it's you used to kill the general it was it was almost it's almost game over but yeah now it's it's which we should probably which is probably why people went with things like Nagash and these superheroes just to keep them alive and keep you durable. Now, even with things like, you know, the Amulet of Destiny and just, you know, the less of a reliance on your general. And then also other abilities like, you know, you had Belladama in your list, which is counting as a general. So, yes. you know, getting extended aura ranges in addition to your actual general. Um, then add Monstrous Rampage, add Heroic Actions, add you know, being able to redeploy. Redeploy is, I think, probably one of the best command abilities that people oh, are still huge. getting used to. You I, know, I think that, I was talking to, uh, I was playing a game with Dave Kerr last night and we were discussing redeploy and, like, we both agreed that redeploy is probably one of those abilities in tournaments that will really, um, it'll separate the boys from the men. I think, oh, I shouldn't say that, but do you know what I mean? Like, it'll separate the better players from the worst players that, because better players using redeploy, it, it it can makes a huge difference, you know. Well, well, I've just, I, you know, in in my limited amount of games, again, we've only had a month of Age of Sigma three, you know, that that redeploy of one or two inch can be the difference of um, having to spend a command a, bit, a command point to reroll the charge. Um, yeah. Because things like chromatic cogs aren't giving you the biggest boost that it used to. Um, it, it, it can be huge, or you can redeploy closer to the the opponent, which I think yes. some people are kind of are currently, are currently learning. I've done that with Manfred quite a few times. So you move him up the board, uh, your opponent then charges him, and then you just teleport him away, and then they can't get into combat with what was what they were going to charge into. Um, 
And even stuff like, as we're talking about with Gotrek or something that's a short, he moves to three away, you redeploy, you get a lucky six. He's got a nine-inch charge instead of a three-inch charge. Like it's, I've, st I've stolen objectives huge. from redeploy. I, like people oh, have, yes. have charged yeah. close to me, and I'm just like, yoink. I wasn't yeah. on an objective and I've now <laughs> stolen it. So you're yeah. right. I think it's one of the one of the command points, especially with you having some very fast, hard-hitting uh, units. Um, I like it. It's it, it's the I think it's the ability that good players it's when they used to use uh, retreat. A lot of good yes. players use retreat a lot, and a lot of mediocre players didn't use it. And I think this this redeploy is that same thing now i think it'll be a big chris yeah. chris made a, yeah, a yeah. great comment as well being able to redeploy a hero that you weren't previously wholly within and then you can redeploy them and then you know tap into things like zombies that think of then they can pile in six so yep. the the list tech that's in there is just crazy and i think we're, we're as you've mentioned we're only kind of scratching the surface yeah. but i'm hoping in this 90 minute discussion we've given you a few ideas and matt's already called it out this is not the only list. Don't take this list no. and run it at GT and, and expect a 5-0. and o. This is just one of many ways you can build the list. And if you don't like what Matt's talked about, cool. Grab some of the concepts that you think might work and look at ways to incorporate it into your Blood Knights, into your Skelly Hordes that double pile in. Look at other, other dynasties that... Um, might work better. Like we haven't really even talked about, like is it the the Castellai and the Legion of Night that can come on the sides of the board? Yeah. And so then yeah, the, what does that the, mon like? the monster one and the yeah, there's yeah, there's just so much. You could talk for hours. <laughs> it's a good really time good. to be a death player. I think. I think. I think yeah. the, the the final comment I would make is that it's a good time to be a soul blight player. Um, you have a lot of great tools, and as someone who has a whole bunch of death in in my cupboard. Um, I think there's a lot of versatility that I think is going to respond really well in the in the competitive scene if that's your your jam. Yes. Oh yeah, it definitely has. This army definitely has tools to be a five zero army. That that's for sure. Um, if you're looking at it from tournament perspective, um, it's not an auto five and zero. It's not. It's not. No, like, I know. You, you, don't pick, you don't pick this up and you don't become a five and zero player. You've got the no. tools. But the same and as we were discussing, like with it, just like my list in general, there's so many different buffs and auras and all that sort of stuff that you have to be constantly thinking of when you're moving models and charging. And you know, like it's not an army that you just send forward and you just do this and that. It it, it really needs synergies, and it, which I that's why I've always enjoyed playing Death because I love the the synergies and and trying to make sure I remember everything. And and I think any really good player that can do that will always do well with the death army whether it be night haunt whether it be obr whether it be uh soul blight um if you can get all that down pat you'll you'll win games uh, there's no doubt about it all right last last question and we're bringing this home um yep. what's your favorite what's your favorite heroic action and why oh i think it's got to be the the healing um the healing one it's it's Really, it's it's almost broken at times. The fact that you can do it every hero phase, so you can potentially, you in two hero phases, you you're back to six wounds recovered. I back. I suppose because you got a lot of bravery ten, so it's almost like it's, it's yeah. So it's almost near impossible for you to to fail yeah, it. Exactly, it, you very rarely fail it, and even if you roll a ten, you're still healing one wound. Um, 
I think, yeah, I think that's the by and large the the best heroic action there is. Uh, the obviously the plus one. Save. I'm a C, I'm a, I'm a CP man. I love I love my CP except for yeah. um at the finest hour where I want to go super saiyan yeah. with my uh with my hero. Well, if you know that you, the good thing about that the 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 finest hour one is you can use it defensively too. So if you've charged up the board, you've wiped out a unit. It's your opponent's turn. You can go because they do their battle tactics first and they do their their heroic actions first. So they might say, oh, I'm going to do bring it down and try and kill Prince Wardray this turn. Well, then you just put finest hour on him so he's now a two-up save. Or, you know, like it, it's a really good ability. Um, it, it, I, I just the, – the healing one I probably use the most, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yep, especially, especially with your type. You do a lot of healing. But, Matt yeah. – this has been awesome, man. I've learned so much. I've also it's also good to hear how death and the uh, soul blight is kind of coming out because I think you're right. When we very first got the book, it was a two e book that people were yeah. like, "This doesn't make sense." There's some things that just don't like. It's like I think some yeah. people dismiss some things. Now yeah. that we're in three e and we're looking at it with a new lens, there are some things that were really good that are now hot garbage. There are some things that we kind of dismissed initially. We're like, "Oh, actually, this is actually really good." So um, I think that would be kind of my my end statement is look at this with fresh eyes, look at this and look at the, the, again, heroic action, um, monstrous rampages, less objectives, smaller board, um, look at, you know, some of the other things that just happened and look at this as a fresh list as opposed to trying to bring Mm. my 2E into 3E. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just, yeah, it's completely different. It's a, a completely different game. It's definitely not the same. Uh, any 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 closing remarks? Any any shout outs you want to make before we kind of wrap this up? And thank you for everyone oh. who's watched this live. By the way, it's great to be back live. It's uh, it's been two it months since I've been live. Uh, it's been good to be back on, man. Thanks for thanks for having me. Uh, I don't know. Just shout out to the local Borderline Gaming crew. Uh, we're going to miss out on another Games Day this Sunday. Uh, we missed out the last one because of COVID. Hopefully, uh, next month that it can all change and we can get some games in again. But, um, yeah, no, shout out to everyone in the community. Keep being cool and uh, hopefully see you again soon at a tournament. Yeah, fingers crossed and hopefully we all get to play soon. And for anyone who is currently playing, enjoy it. Um, I'm in week seven of lockdown and um, I may be locked down in my house until the end of the year. So um, hopefully I get a lot more (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, we won't go there. But um, Matt, it's been an absolute pleasure. If you've if you've enjoyed the video, you guys know what to do: like, subscribe, hashtag, all that stuff, the YouTube stuff. But uh, there'll be a lot more of these list discussions and first looks at the factions. So we've got plenty of content coming up, and there'll be more booked in the near future. But Matt, this is a first great look at Soulblight, and I'm sure we'll yep. come back again soon and look at you know how this has kind of evolved as the the meta and as we've learned more about the faction but um thank you so much for joining awesome thanks thanks guys thanks for watching thanks everyone thanks for sticking around until the end i hope you found that video interesting and you walked away with a few new ideas if you did i would appreciate it if you hit like on the video as well as left me a comment let me know what your thoughts are in the comment section below The conversation will continue over on Discord, so links down below in the episode description if you want to join the Discord and continue the Age of Sigma conversation. I want to give a massive shout out as well to these absolute bloody legends, these champions who have continued to support me through Patreon, 
or YouTube members. That is going directly into supporting the maintenance and the growth of this channel. So thank you very much, guys. Much appreciated. And until next time, roll more sixes.